Good afternoon, people of God. So today's message is on the fact that you don't need a Bible plan. What you do need to do is start in Genesis and end in Revelations. And I'm going to dissect the very first two lines of chapter one in um, Genesis. So I'm also going to give you some practical tips on how to study effectively. I'm going to look at two versions here. So we have the CEV version where it tells us that the earth was barren, was no form of life. It was under a roaring ocean, covered with darkness, but the spirit of God was moving over the water. The earth here actually represents us. Um, We are the earth and many of us are barren and have no form of life. That means that we are impoverished, we are unproductive, and we are unfruitful. And what we are supposed to have in our lives does not exist because of this mindset and the stronghold in our mind. So many of us are too poor in our minds, too poor in our incomes, too poor. We are too poor in every area of our lives, too poor to produce much or anything at all. That's what makes us barren. And God still created um, the heaven, the heavens and the earth. Um, how do I want to say? God still created everything that the heavens and the earth, that's it, that the heavens and the earth would need. Even with it being too poor to produce much. Even with it being barren. Even with those things not existing, not having any like root or any existence at all god produces things from nothing into something he produced something that was lifeless to have life and even though many areas of our life don't have the things it needs don't ex- and the house the car the money doesn't exist God still expects us to follow his lead and to create the income, create the home, create the job, create the degree, create, bring these things from nothing, form them from nothing into something. Create the plan, create the the baby from nothing. Even if you are barren, as in barren from being able to produce a child, God still expects you to create the child from nothing. And I'm going to explain practically how that looks. So I'm going to um, read the ERV version and I'm also going to read another version, the Amplified version. So the ERV version says that the earth was without life and not yet useful for anything. So to be without life means that it doesn't exist, as I explained earlier. So many of us are without life and not yet u- useful for anything. We're not yet useful for the house, to become a homeowner, to have the money, to have the multiple streams of income, to have the car, to have the baby. We're not yet useful because our mindset would not allow us to maintain and keep that thing because that's God's plan for us to o- occupy that thing, to take that thing, but to maintain it, to manage it and to keep it. So God knows the current mindset that we have and that many of us have is of barrenness and this mindset of barrenness can ruin these things they can make us not be able to be fruitful and multiply because god has already set aside the car the money the house the degree the the baby the income 
but we are not yet useful for that to manage or to occupy or to use that thing we're not capable of being of being put to use it because the mindset of not we don't have the mindset of being fruitful or multiplying we don't have this righteous mind that will allow us to keep that thing and use utilize it for the glory of God most importantly for his kingdom so um the earth um is is land surface it's soil so it's not even the seed we are the foundation and we have to we have to have a fertile soil that will allow us to be able to conceive and produce these things so that means our mind needs to be able to be fertile it needs to be productive it needs to be able to be one that is fruitful and can multiply anything that we get if we get the house we can be fruitful with that and it can multiply if we get the car we can be if we get the income whatever it is we get we'll be fruitful and multiply it we will keep it and we'll we'll multiply it we'll manage it so in order for the land surface in order for the soil to have life and for the things that it needs like light and sky and plants and moon to exist it takes first a renewing of our mind there's many different versions the amplified version tells us in um genesis i'm going to just get to it that in the beginning god created by forming from nothing the heavens and the earth so god expects us to form from nothing um the car the money the house the income and though it seems impossible nothing is impossible with god and i'm going to show um later on practically how we can do that and how it is actually possible so another version a last version i'm going to just um use just because i really want to emphasize how much we are forming from nothing something um so the jub version tells us that and the earth was without order and empty so to be without order means to be without an authoritative command or instructive as google defines so we need to be subject to the governing authority of the kingdom of heaven for there is no authority that we are supposed to have in our lives except from god and those that exist like those of us that exist are to be instituted by god and if we resist that authority that god has appointed for us we will incur judgment. We will be cursed. There will be confusion in our lives. God tells us that himself. In Deuteronomy chapter 28, he tells us that he will bring confusion, rebuke, and curses into our life. So there's an order our lives also have to follow. And each thing will be added onto our lives. But we must first seek the kingdom of God. We must first seek his word. The only thing he's provided for us to seek after that makes up his kingdom. God is his word, his word is him. His kingdom is the word, the kingdom the the kingdom is the kingdom is the word, the word is the kingdom. So um that that that's how we seek the kingdom. And that's how we allow every other thing to be added onto us. We don't need to make money the authority that we seek after and then everything will now be added onto us. No, God says first and most importantly in the Amplified Version, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. There's two things he's asking us to firstly seek and that to make a priority. 
Proverbs chapter 29 verse 18 tells us that where there is no vision, there is no revelation of God and his word and people are unrestrained. But happy and blessed is he who keeps the law of God. So vision equals to revelation of God and of his word, revelation of his, um, of his word and revelation of God. Not our own vision, not the vision that the world wants to give you, our superficial, superficial customs and values. Without this revelation of God and his word, we will have no self-control in our lives. So the vision and what's in our mind must align with what God says, with God's word, with what God says about the house, about the car, about the money, about the baby. The word of God and the revelation of God will allow our minds to be renewed and we are to command the promises of God concerning the house, concerning the money, concerning the school, concerning the debt. And when we do this, we will be blessed. We'll be happy because we are keeping the laws of God. God promised that to us. But if it tells us in the message translation, Proverbs um, chapter 29, verse 18, that if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. You will, in fact, stumble over yourself. Because if, the, if you can't see what God is doing through his living word, and you can't attend to his kingdom, attend to what he reveals, attend to his word daily, constantly, frequently, making it a habit, making it your first and most important priority. You are going to stumble over yourself. You're going to miss what God is constantly revealing through his vision, through his mess message for us. You have to do your part in attending to what he reveals. To attend in Hebrew means to participate. There's something that you have to participate in. You have to part to get your blessing, to get your promise, to get your house. You have to participate. You have your own part to play. And if you don't participate in the seeking first the kingdom, most importantly, the kingdom and his righteousness, and you miss that part, you are going to miss the vision for the house, for the money, for the car. You're going to miss a message. And you're going to miss what you need to command, what you need to speak life over. And you're going to miss the blessings. You're going to miss the happiness. God knew that the earth required sky, water, light, etc. As he knows that you require that car. He knows you require that baby. He knows you require the multiple streams of income. He knows that your business needs a client. He knows that you need that shop. He knows you need that pen and paper. He knows you need to go to school. But it needs order. It needs to be done decently and in order. There's an order that they will come in. It needs commands also. It needs to be spoken over with commands, with decreeing and declaring until it comes to pass. It needs a renewing of your mind. And it, needs your, it requires your mind to come in line with God's words. So that your vision will be the message of God and not the message of Pinterest quotes. Not the message of what um, uh, your friend has told you or what your mom has told you. Or what you've read online or what you've googled. 
another version, I know I said I would only use one last version, but I really just need to emphasize this for those of you listening. You have the YLT 98 version. And it tells us that in the beginning of God's preparing the heavens and the earth, the earth have existed waste and void. I'm going to stop there. So preparing is defined in two ways. And here's how we know what God wants to do before giving unto us all these things, before giving us our light, our sky, before giving us our house, our car, our baby. First, he has to prepare us. So whilst he is in the beginning of God's preparing, those things, you're going to exist. But the things that you need, the car, the money, the house, the income is not going to exist. They're going to be wasting. They're going to be void. There's going to be darkness in your life. They're, they're, not, they're going to be, imp- you're going to be impoverished. You're going to be unproductive in the midst of God preparing you. And that is the best moment for God to prepare you. God doesn't want to prepare you when you're already fruitful and multiplying. Because what can he prepare He wants to prepare you now, now that you're homeless, now that you're impoverished, now that you don't have the clients, now that you're isolated, now that you don't have the income, now that you don't have the husband or the support. He has to make us ready for the car, for the money, for the house, for the man, for the marriage, for the clients, for the income streams, for the school, for the degree. He has to make us ready for the use of these things. Google tells us another definition for um, preparing is consideration. To To have consideration means that God wants us to be ready to be at fault. He wants our minds to be ready. They're ready to even think about these things, ready to even vision these things, to even have the idea and the visions in our mind, but in alignment with his word. God will first give us a vision and he will make these things ready for, he will make, sorry, he will make us ready in our mind first for the use of these things. God wants to start with your mind. When you're seeking first the kingdom, you're seeking first the new mind because you're putting your mind on the things above and not on the things of the world, not on the superficial customs and values of this world. He wants to bring your mind into alignment with his will and righteous character. And that will happen only through seeking his kingdom and his righteousness, his righteous character. So you'll become more and more in the image of God. You'll start speaking like God. You'll start thinking like God. You'll start um, walking like God. You'll start acting like God. Everything about you will speak God, will glorify his name and his goodness and his kingdom and his righteousness. God has an agenda to fulfill that's bigger than you and I. God is aware, however, that we naturally as humans plan our steps, plan our own ways. But God wants you today to allow him to establish your ways, to establish your steps, to establish your plans, to establish your life for his kingdom, for his glory. To establish... Another word for established, to establish means that he wants to set you up on a firm and permanent basis. Allow him to create and form and lay a foundation for the things to be birthed out of you by working on your mind first. Psalms 
what you think should be a god what you think about when you allow him to work on your mind what you think about should be a god-sized vision it shouldn't be small it shouldn't be your own vision it shouldn't be minimized because of what your your because of your because of your friendship group because of the environment that you come from because of the family the home you come from because of what you've seen all your life it should be god's vision and god's message and the second thing he wants to do is that once he has done this he can then make sure that you are ready that you are able to deal with the car deal with the big and the new house the income the baby the income that you'd make in a year in a month the husband the wife he doesn't need to make the car he doesn't need to make the house those things exist you, but he needs you to speak life over it for them to come in to existence in your own life. He needs to make you ready also in your mind first to use it. Until your mind will allow you to use these things correctly and operate in this, those certain areas correctly, operate in the ministry, the business correctly. God will not give on to you these blessings. He will not give on to you this happiness. Though what his word tells us that those people that are happy and blessed are the ones that keep his law. Habakkuk 2 verse 2 to 3, message translation tells us that we, and then God answered, write this, write what you see, write it out in a big block, letters so that it can be read on the run. This vision message is a witness pointing to what's coming. It aches for the coming it can hardly wait and it doesn't lie if it seems slow in coming wait is on its way it will come right on time the vision message is a witness evidence a testimony to what's to come you will testify and give glory to god's name god doesn't want you to have the house and the car and the money so that you can galavan and have a good time and flex and show people what you've done, what you've done with your life. He wants to give unto you these very promises, this vision message that he promised you at the right time. So that other people can read your own testimony, can hear your own testimony, can see your own testimony. So that it can be, a, these things will be a witness pointing to what God can do, pointing to what it what it looks like to seek first the kingdom and have these things added unto you in the physical realm and not just in the spiritual realm. So when when God's word tells us in Proverbs 29 verse 18, Amplified Version, that where there is no vision, no revelation of God and his word, that people are unrestrained. God means that there is no order, there is no decency in our lives. And that is because you've not sought first the kingdom, the first and most important priority that will bring that decency and order into your life, that will bring the revelation of his word and his vision message into your life that will allow him at the appointed future time to hurry towards the goal of fulfillment, as it tells us in the Amplified Version in Habakkuk 2 verse 2. And it will not fail. God can't do God can't do these things if we're not following the laws that allow these things to happen. And that's why it's so important that we read from the beginning to the end because if we read from the beginning to the end, we are going to gather up so much knowledge and understanding of this kingdom as we seek 
and as we have delight in the law of his word, we will become so rooted in knowing what God promises that we'll be so assured that it's going to come to pass. We will write it down. We will command it with authority. We will command it with authority from heaven. We will speak life over, over it with confidence as God did. And it will certainly come. It will not fail because we have followed everything that we've been told to follow. For any vision to come alive, for anything in the mind to come alive, you've got to write what you see and what you think and what's in your mind. Use your mind to create the book. Use your mind to create the movie script. Use your mind to buy the new house. Use your mind to buy the car. Use your mind to create the multiple streams of income. Use your mind to create that podcast. Use your mind to create the fashion shop. Use your Holy Spirit filled and infused mind. Use your mind, but use the mind, use your God mind. Use your mind that's in the image of God. Use your mind that seeks first and most importantly every day, making the priority the kingdom of heaven. That will allow these things to be added onto you, the vision message to be added onto your mind, the, the creativity, the ability to even write the book to be added onto your mind. What we also need to know is that God declares plans for welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope. So have peace when you are, when you will have peace and have peace because you will have it when you're obedient to God's word. He tells us that, that you will have peace when you're obedient to God's word. You will. Believe me, there's peace that the world cannot offer you that when you're obedient to God's word, that God can offer you that will surpass that understanding of peace that you currently have. That will surpass all understanding of peace you've ever had. That will surpass the peace you believe you currently have as well. The Lord is your shepherd. And as, the, as disciples, as sheep, we need to follow God. We need to be led by God in every area of our life. As long as we are led by God, we won't have wants. We won't have desires. Because to have a want and desire means that you are longing for something that you don't have because you don't see it, it's not in your life. But when we are led by God, we are commanding that thing that we already see in our mind to come out of our mind, to come out of that mind and to come in physically into our lives. We are not wanting for it, we are commanding it. We are not desiring it. We know it's ours, and we know God says He will not fail. It's what God told us that the vision it will not fail, even though it delays. We will wait patiently for it because it will certainly come. It will not delay. It's already been appointed for a future time. It hurries towards a goal of fulfillment. God will fulfill it. It no, it's no longer a want or a desire, but it's something that we command. It's something that we are assured of will, that will come. The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, that and without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. 
Everything you want in life is possible, but you have to utilize your faith. You have to work your faith and you have to draw near to God. You have to seek him. To seek him means to seek his kingdom. To seek his kingdom means to seek his word. His word is him. His, his word is his kingdom. His kingdom is his word. He is his word. His word is him. And we have to believe not only that, but that he rewards those that seek him. But as you seek first the kingdom, what did he tell us? He will add on to us all the things that we need. He will reward you for seeking him. The card, the house, the money. Don't look for the money first to now seek God. Don't look for the house first to seek God. God didn't look for the light and then seek the earth to now add light to. He had the earth that had nothing on it. Nothing. It was barren. It was lifeless. And he sought for the things that would give it life. I believe that as you read from Genesis to the very end of the Bible, to dedicate this last few months of this year to doing that. You might not finish the whole Bible this year, but dedicate your life to doing that. And you will find all the answers and everything will be added onto you. The Bible tells us that all scripture is God-breathed. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God. And it is profitable for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That all scripture, all scripture is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training you in righteousness. So that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. He didn't say psalms and proverbs and um revelations is good for is useful for teaching and is god breath for and um and good for rebuking and, and correcting and training of righteousness all scripture so brother sister listening you're gonna need to start from the beginning so that you read all scripture that is god breath and find all scripture to be useful for teaching you, rebuking you, correcting you, and training you in righteousness. Because God said to seek his righteousness. To seek his righteousness means to seek his word. To seek all scripture that's God breath will allow you to be trained in his righteousness, will allow you to seek his kingdom. Seeking his kingdom means that you're being taught, you're being rebuked, you're being corrected, you're being trained, so that you as a servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work, not half-heartedly equipped, not partially equipped, thoroughly equipped. To be thoroughly equipped for every good work means to be rigorously, to be completely, fully, to the fullest extent, intensively, painstakingly, perfectly, absolutely equipped for every good work. This vision this vision message that you have in your mind and that god wants to place in your mind if it's not there already is bigger than you when god added all these things onto the earth it the the the, it was more than just creating this earth it was bigger than just adding light and adding sky to the earth it became a place where we inhabited it's become a place where his kingdom is even reigning It was bigger than just adding the light and the sky to it.
Some of us have a poverty mind that attracts only poverty into our lives. Some of us have a broken mind that only attracts brokenness and brokenheartedness into our lives. Use your spirit to pray. Use it to heal. Use it to intercede. Use it to worship. Use it to fast. But use your mind to change the outcome of your life. Don't let the enemy have your mind. Resist him. Once you've written what you see, command it. Speak life over it. Write what you see, because when you write what you see, it will be a, a testimony. It will be something you use to testify, evidence, a witness to other people that God is true and he's faithful to his promises. Because they're going to say, okay, 2021, God promised you the car. 2022, the car is here. They're going to see the timeline. They're going to see, they're going to be a witness to the evidence of this, of the living God. Don't let the enemy have your mind. I just feel like saying that again. Many of us, our mind is in binge watching Bridgerton, binge watching, you know, the, the latest Netflix series. Our mind is in TikTok, in social media, in so much filthy things. Our mind will, is what changes the outcome of our life. It dictates the outcome of our life. And God also tells us that when we are obedient to his word, and he blesses, he will not only bless us, but he and make our name great in nations, as he tells us in Deuteronomy chapter 28. But he will make, he will personally himself make our enemies to be at peace with us. Why would you not want your enemies to be at peace with you? If your enemies are at peace with you, you no longer have to be this warrior. You don't have to spend time rebuking the enemy, praying at 12 o'clock. No, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying that you shouldn't, but you don't have to spend your time doing that. Get to work at your kingdom assignment. Get to work. The peace with your enemies will come. And the house, the car, they will come. Be contented where you are. If you're contented where you are, it will allow you to be calm and at peace. And you won't be confused. You won't be in a hurry. You don't need to be in a hurry. You, the time you're sat there worrying and trying to be in a hurry, is the time you're wasting that you would be using to build. And yet, the time is going to pass. The three years is going to pass. But it's what you do with those three years is what changes the outcome of your life. Once you've written what you see, command it and speak life over it, just as God did. God saw that the earth was dark. Hmm, thank you, Holy Spirit. God saw... That darkness was covering the earth. He saw that the earth was empty. He saw that the earth was formless. And the first thing he did was spoke life and commanded what the earth needed. Light to shine. To be full of creatures. To have water and sky. Just as we need to recognize once we are in light and the, the earth needed those things. He, it wasn't a want or a desire, but it was a need. When we are praying, we are praying what we need. And we're only going to know what we need when we're in line with God's word. So we need to command it just as God did. We need to command the creation and execution of these things in our life every day. God didn't relent. He prayed every day without ceasing. He commanded every day without ceasing. He spoke life into those things every day without ceasing. 
Amplified version tells us in Genesis that he spoke and commanded, commanded a thing to happen. And then he affirmed and sustained it. After everything he did, he affirmed it and he sustained it. God will affirm it. He will affirm that promise. He will affirm that car. He will affirm that house. He will affirm the degree, the acceptance, sorry, into um, university. To affirm in Hebrew means to say amen, which means I affirm. When we pray and say amen at the end of our prayer, we are asking God to affirm, to make firm, make real or make true what he has said. We are putting a yes and confidence in ourselves and in our minds from Christ. To sustain in Hebrew means to nourish, to feed, to provide, to maintain, to manage, to occupy and fulfill and to keep. So that tells us that God will only provide us with a car, with a place, with a baby, with a job, with a business, with the income, the home. But he wants us to maintain it. He wants us to manage it, to be in charge of it, to occupy it, to live in it and take up space and to keep it. God will fulfill the promise also. It tells us also that he saw that it was good and useful. He repeats that many times that he saw it was good. He saw it was good and useful. God will only affirm a thing, that house, that car, that money, that's good and useful for us, for you. He has a future of welfare and good, not evil. So if it's not good, if it's not useful and it's evil, and it won't give us a future of welfare, a future of security and happiness and blessings, God will not approve it. So you've got to get in your word. You've got to know what God's up to. You've got to know what he's currently saying, where his spirit is taking you and accurately move with God. Don't be in a place where the spirit is no longer there. Move with God, move with his living word. Start from the beginning. Know what he wants to begin to do in your life and then end with knowing what he wants to end your life with, what he wants to end your life with, what he wants to end doing in your life what he wants to finish your life with, how he wants to, you, know, you know, the things to finish in your life. I hope this message really helped those of you that listen to the end and those of you that are listening. I hope this blesses you greatly. Thank you.